I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us tonight, we got producer Joe. Always a pleasure, gentlemen. Three Musketeers. I feel yeah, like, I feel like, like that way yeah. for a while. Yeah. yeah. We missed the rest Three, of you. We missed the team. rest of the team. Yeah. yeah. Two and a half Musketeers, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're at least a three-quarter okay, of a musket. I'm assuming you're the, uh, the, I assume that a Jeff wasn't the uh, no, fractional no, musketeer. We're friends, whole fractional friends, who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And big day today, I don't know, two things. Number one, National Teacher's Day. Oh, hey, my no. gosh. How about you? Hey, you. <laughs> you. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. you. But even, even probably even bigger, international. No, there's nothing bigger. International Women's Day. Oh, okay. so that's, that's pretty bigger. huge, pretty huge. Yeah. So. Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in North County, San Diego, California. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, y'all. Coffee sucks, but I really like beer, and you should buy me a beer. <laughs> so you go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com and click on buy me a coffee, and you can buy me a beer. Thanks. We could use your help. Go click on the link in the website, and when you do, you support our podcast, you help us keep doing this. Very much appreciated. I like beerthepodcast.com. Sign up for the newsletter, check out the gallery, see where we've been, and swag. Yep, it's true swag. And it's lots lot, of swag. And it's I need some reasonably prized swag, and it comes very quick in a nice package. Weather's and warm. And it is getting warmer. I need a I believe standard- there are tank, tank shirt. <laughs> Tank tops are on there, I believe. I'm going to stay in your lane, tank tops. But yeah, yeah, tank tops. Real time update. It's buy me a beer. Oh, Oh, it's It's buy me a beer now. Wow. That just happened. That did happen. So folks, go to the website. I like beer, the podcast.com. Click on buy me a beer, which is much, makes much more sense. And you know, Ryan, Ryan will appreciate that because he doesn't like us when we bad mouth coffee. Coffee. Yeah. Which is hypocritical for me because I love coffee. I love coffee too. Yeah. I don't. Not as much as yeah, beer, but yeah. I love coffee. A talent, Joe. Super excited to share this interview with Can't you. Wait. Uh, and another beer with you. This is from my recent trip to Dingle Peninsula, Ireland, where I found my way to my dream pub, which we, we've teased. Yes. Tigbrick, West Kerry Brewery. Um, I brought you back another beer. This is their handcrafted dark ale. Everything they make comes from their own well water. Their ingredients come mostly out of their garden, um, which is crazy. Awesome. What is the name of this? Because I like to hear you pronounce the uh, the names. <laughs> oh, geez. I, I, I don't know enough Irish. You don't say Gaelic, by the way. Found okay. Good. Certain things I can learn for you, so okay, you don't have to learn them. I love that. You don't say Gaelic. You say Irish. But no, I have no chance of pronouncing this. Let's just go with it's West Kerry Brewery. Nice. They're dark ale. Got it. I'm going to pass that around. Another beer I got to have on tap there and able to bring home a bottle. <clears throat> I met with a owner, Adrian Heslin, who was the original brewer. The, the head brewer has been there for, for quite a while. Daniel, who's a transplant from Australia. I met with Paul, the barman, who's been a part of this brewery since he was a child. And his father before him was part of that brewery and that pub since he was a child. They have a rich history, a, a heartwarming and a heartbreaking story. Uh, replete with a fireplace right replete. in the middle and it was on i walked in and it was on and so 
it was a great interview. They we were there. This is a, a sign that your family loves you. We were there about two and a half hours. Yeah, my daughter and my wife. They saw the tears and stars in my eyes yeah. at the same time. So they were they were. They plus, knew. Plus, they really liked the beers. So this is their dark luck. We had their pale ale. So good. It's less carbonated than what we usually expect because of the type of water they use and the way they do their brewing system. Even this, just creamy, right? It, has it makes that everything creamy. Creamy. Yeah. Well, that's it's fantastic. true. Very, it's got, it's malty. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so good. Joe, thoughts? I just, I haven't tasted it yet. Sorry. Oh, oh sorry. No. Who am I to rush you? Yes. Oh, yeah. That, that is, is amazing. So good. That's a good, it's not like, I can a, only imagine what it's like, like sitting I'll be, in the, I'll be honest yeah. with you. Here's the thing. It's like, I drink this and I'm like, that's about as good of a beer as you can have out of a bottle out that you brought across, like, across the, the ocean and everything else. Like how good is this on draft? I couldn't keep it cold the whole time. They said, keep it cold the whole time. Like, I, wanna, I don't know like, how I'm, I'm doing I'm that. I'm sitting on yeah. tap right now. I want to give this a five, but I'm like going, do I go 4.8? Cause it's in that. Cause on draft, it's gotta be a five. Cause what, what could you get on draft? It's gotta be just wow. like nectar of the and gods. And in that environment. Oh yeah. In that environment. Oh. I'm still giving Vision it a five. Quest, but, yeah. but realized it's, it's uh, what a great beer for me. The for my my daughter and my wife, they're they're they had two That's red ales, really good. a stronger one and a lighter one. Excuse me, and the lighter red ale was was their favorite by far. Okay. They had an English cast ale that weighed in at three point seven percent that they had on the old hand pump thing. Yeah. That 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 was amazing. This is only five percent, but it was so smooth. But it's got so much body and and. Like the malt, you know, you know, just it's it's delicious. Well, like I said, excited to share the beer, excited to share their story. Um, so, I would. The only thing that would have made it better is if you two were there. Right, I'm great. going next time just for next this beer. Time. I just so want this beer on draft. Next spring, all right. we're all heading to Austin. We are heading to Austin. Why? Uh, there is a committed. eclipse. Eclipse. It's total total eclipse. We're going for the heart. Uh, yeah. total, uh, all, yes, total eclipse. Of that we will be singing that song as the sun is eclipsed. It's actually eclipsed. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, so it's a combination. I think of you're that. bearing the lead. Eclipse, eclipse, eclipse. Yeah, we're we're going to there to Texas because it's in the path of totality, is what they call it. Um, so we're going to venture to the dark side. Yes, and uh, that's our plan. And but the year after that, but wait, 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 still. Right. Where are we staying? Oh, I've, yeah. I've, we've already booked our spot Jester at Jester King. King. We are staying actually yes. on Je- on the location at Jester King where we walk over. We have our own table reserved for us. And even better, when we got when I got back the thing, they said, hey, if you pre-order whatever you want, we'll just have it sitting for you in your little cabin when you get there. So <laughs> yeah. I may not come out of the cabin. I, the lesson for today's podcast is dreams come true. That's yes. true. Which sounds luxurious. Luxurious. Yes. And luxurious. When uh, Kim booked our booked our cabin so we had oh, one. you got a cabin yeah Sweet. she booked it sent me a text says looks primitive <laughs> uh yes but it's on just king so because it is a cabin <laughs> which one did you book do you remember the name of it i don't know the name it of it bobcat it coyote? might be i think it's coyote, you got the coyote. that's yeah. a nice one yeah that's a good yeah, one we got we're gonna kids. be in the ruby yeah, cabin right. so yeah, yeah. super excited sweet we're Hopefully. gonna keep you you're bringing kids yeah yeah we're going to we're gonna yeah <laughs> All right, well, well, here we go. And you can't be there, but I can share the story with you. First, I met with Adrian Heslin, owner, original brewer. She told me the story of West Kerry Brewery, as well as a little about the brewery scene in Ireland. First of all, I think I need a beer. Paul, <laughs> oh, will you do the honors? I'll take a beer. Yeah, um, Yeah, so you have a show, is that correct? Yes, we have a yeah. show. I also write an article for the local paper. Yeah. Okay. And our, all right, sorry. The, the, our 
we would do brewery tours with our friends. Okay. Because we're from San Diego. Mm-hmm. And we'd go all over the west coast of, of America looking at all kinds of different breweries mm-hmm. and hearing their stories. Why is this beer called this? How did you get into brewing? Yeah, yeah. Tell us about your community. And what we found is we loved what the stories. Mm-hmm. And um, that that's what our, our show came. Okay. Beers and the stories that go with them. Okay. Right? And when I was telling Paul when the pandemic hit, we were you know, all locked in, mm-hmm. nowhere to go, can't see your friends, can't yeah, go yeah. out. And yeah, that, was, that was so much of our part of our social life. <laughs> but we did a show, we had to be separate on the Zoom call. Mm-hmm. We did a show called Dream Pub. Uh, when St. Patrick's Day came around, we oh. said, wouldn't it be nice to go to a pub? But you can't, we can't go anywhere. Yeah, yeah. So we did a show where we looked, each of us looked around the world to find a place when we can travel again. Where do I want to go? Okay. And I found your brewery. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> and so I talked, and I didn't know anything about it. I'd never been there, and I wasn't allowed to leave home. But I read all about it, and and I told Julie, I said, we have to go there. Okay. So when we can travel again, okay. we're going to Ireland, Woo-hoo. and we're going to Dingle, and we're going to go to West Cary, and we're going yeah, uh, to West Cary Brewing. Excellent. I, that's a fantastic reason to be here, actually. Fantastic. <laughs> One of the best I've ever heard, actually. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it's lovely. Cheers. Anyway, Cheers. Slaughter, yeah. No, I'm out Slaughter. of here. You're out of here. Yeah, it's Slaughter. Well, you guys like that red, huh? It's really good. Yeah, get him to give you another couple. He should break it down into small glasses. I know you're sharing. We were sharing for a little bit. Yes, we're family. We're traveling together. We don't want to have too much. Yeah. So yeah. can you tell me a little about the, the story of well, your brewery? Well, first of all, actually, I, it's funny. One of the, we were very fortunate in owning a brewery and having a brewery. It meant I didn't have to lock down. It's quite ironic um, because in Ireland, anybody in the food and drinks industry was considered essential to the economy. So uh, we just kept going. So what did close down was the pub closed for... Um, seated customers but because we package i could still sell off sale so you could still come in here and walk out with beer mm-hmm. um but what it, it it's funny it afforded me quite a relaxed um lifestyle in that it wasn't so hectic because mm-hmm. it was just monday to friday eight thirty to 5 <laughs> to me that felt like a part-time job actually <laughs> Uh, and it also meant that um, we were still delivering to off-licenses and still delivering to supermarkets and the likes. So there was still a connectivity. Um, so I feel we were incredibly fortunate. Uh, and also, human connection. We had a human connection. And also, because we're in the country, it was very quiet. So it sort of brought me back to when I first came here. I was very relaxed, very chilled. You know, there was no pressure. And um, we were all very healthy and there was no illness. So we were very fortunate. So we had like an opposite COVID experience, I think, (laughs) you know, which was sort of nice. But it is ironic that, yes, in a brewing industry, in a brewery, we were considered essential. (laughs) It makes sense. So they had their priorities. (laughs) Yes, it does sound, that sounds exactly right. Yeah. But the story of the pub, I mean, I don't know if Paul told you, like, the pub I is... Said something. Yeah, the pub is here since the 1890s. No, I didn't get that. Okay. So, <laughs> didn't go back to 1890? No, I hate When we were all just spring chickens. I just, I just hadn't got there yet. <laughs> 
That's the dark red. The dark red. Okay. So 1890s. 1890s. So in fact, that wall there, the stone wall, is part of the original building. And um, it started actually as the same door. You come in, the same door, and this was the back wall to that wall. And it involved the next building as well. The two buildings were um, a pub, uh, a shop, and uh, a family home. So all together. All together. Um, and it was just really small. Um, so five generations later, four generations later, my late partner um, inherited the pub from his mother, mm-hmm. and he took over. And then he and I um, undertook the extension here, which involved building the accommodation next door. Um, and the brewery came out of the fact that, um, well, we were we had a little shop and we were selling world beers. Um, and it just, I kind of just thought, gosh, you know, why am I selling all these other people's beers? I have a license to sell alcohol. Surely I can learn how to brew. So um, myself and Paul actually went to England and did a course for a week, a whole week. And then we became experts. <laughs> one week? In one week. Um, hi, Effie. Um, so it, it sort of was a very organic thing. Like, I will go back to sort of, I'm kind of joking aside. So we were, if picture mid-2000s, we're coming out of the Celtic Tiger. There's a real sense of an imminent recession. You could kind of see it here because we're very tourist-driven and you could see the drop-off mm-hmm. in customers. So 2006 and seven, and certainly by 2008, I mean, it just felt like the end of the world. It really, it was just the whole bottom mm-hmm. had fallen out of everything. Um, and the, 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 the brewery really was a, a kind of a kind of a desperate attempt to encourage visitors to come in and try a local beer because there was no other local beer. Like we were the first brewery in Kerry, but we didn't realize that. So when I came up with the whole idea, I didn't know I was the first person in the whole county to do that. Uh, whereas I was simply and trying not just to... the first female, the first no, person. The first person, exactly. Um, so uh, we were just trying to satisfy the people who were coming in. And mostly at that time, it was visitors, you know, overseas people. And you guys in America, I mean, you have a massive craft brewing industry. Yes. And you have an appetite for it, an appreciation. Um, Irish people did not in 2008. I mean, it took two years to kind of conceive and materialize the brewery. So, um, and that was as much to do, if you can imagine, even in terms of government agencies that deal with customs and excise, because they didn't have any other brewery, brewery in the whole county, they didn't know what to do. They didn't do. know what to do with you, right? <laughs> and, you know, it was quite, wasn't it? One of the things that I was going to get to was that when we started bottling the beer, trying to get local places to take our beer, was really, really difficult, wasn't it? it I mean, w- like in the beginning. It was, but it's but the ironic thing I'd say, Paul, and I always think is that the reason we started bottling was a customer demand. There were restaurants in Dingle who were being asked for local beer, and then they asked us, would we bottle? 
So we invested in a small bottling. We're it's the here. same thing that we still have. But, but in, in the sense that uh, uh, the pubs, for example, oh, pubs, were, no. were extremely reluctant. Yes, pubs. And they did not understand. It was just a general ignorance, ignorance about craft brewing and small breweries and local stuff. And they didn't understand that loads of people come here from the States, essentially. And there's an interest in local beers. Mm -hmm. They just didn't get it. They, you know, if somebody, if somebody came in and said, do you want to look, have you got a, what's your local beer? They'd just go Guinness and they'd just, you know, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, so it took a while to, to, to get over that, and then suddenly there was an understanding. Mm -hmm. you know. We had that in, in the States, it was just the macro breweries, Budweiser, Coors, didn't yeah. want the, the small local breweries to we have a chance have to get into yeah. a bar or a mm. restaurant. We still have that. We still have some of that. We have a lot of that, and in fact, the unfortunate reality for us and in our industry of microbrewing in Ireland since COVID, the incentivization by the macrobreweries has upped their game. They are giving incentives left, right, and centre to publicans. Um, a lot of my comrades have lost taps, lost lines in various pubs because, you know, Diageo wants to bring out something that they'll pretend is craft beer. Yes. There's a lot of that. Yes. I'm sure you probably have a lot of that. I've had some. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I, and um, I looked it up. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah. I've been tricked. <laughs> and yes, yes. So This is Budweiser. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, it's it's just, it, it's quite, now, in a way, it's just business, um, you know, but what we're doing, like, I think, and I think I could speak, like, for a lot of our microbrewing comrades, um, we're kind of building um, a, a product that's related to communities, we're kind of... Uh, um, maintaining communities as well by providing employment um, or creating indigenous products that are linked to the ground that they're brewed on, you know, instead of just kind of hitting a, a kind of a, just this generic sameness. And I always think I, I would use cheese as an analogy, like, you know, think processed cheese, sliced cheese compared to that cheese that's made, you know, up a hill, mm -hmm. you know, it, there's no comparison. They're both cheese, but they're doing completely different things yes. and they're giving, delivering a completely different um, enjoyment or satisfaction. Right. Yeah, you know. Um, so we, I think here, our main ethos is that connectivity to the ground. Even our recipes, the recipes are very, uh, they're all indigenous to us. We don't use any contract recipe makers. We're making them up ourselves. So myself, Paul and Daniel, between us, um, we contrive the recipes. And it's all the same yeast strand. All uh, the same uh, Paul, yeast. Uh, now, Daniel was Dan was saying, yes. Now, there is one exception to that. We've introduced the colch. Oh, we had that. Have you had the colch? Yes. Okay, so that is an ale strain of yeast, but it's not ours. Um, we just, uh, it was the first time we brewed it, so um, we still stuck with the nail strain of yeast. Uh, 
but we just thought we'd try it with the dried. No, if you don't dare. Sorry. I know it's, she's, it's okay. Yeah, I know she's going. <laughs> yeah. if, if she jumps on this one's lap, she'll make her whole day. <laughs> okay. <laughs> looking, which okay. lap I do I? Lap. <laughs> the Kolsch was, was surprisingly, I would use the word creamy. Mm. Uh, I think that's a lot to do with our water profile. I was wondering that. So our water with ale strains of yeast is a match made in heaven. That's a complete accident. It's a bit like didn't know we were the first. I didn't know I was the first woman. Neither did I know that hard water and ale yeast are like best buddies. They just love it. It shines in the beers, that's for sure. So I think that's it. The creaminess is coming out of that. Also, I would add, we tend to use a high grist bill, you know, a high malt bill, Mm -hmm. and that we want that flavor, you know, um, so I think that comes through at the end, the mouth. Well, it's lovely, and we don't get this at home, so it's it's very exciting. (laughs) Good, good, good. Well, that's the other kind of beauty, I think, of being in a place that's a visitor place um, that, you know, like when you go anywhere... Don't you want to just try the local everything, mm-hmm. the drink, the, the the food, the you know even the the music or whatever? But that's it's a it's a whole experience. You know, and it's a community so. experience. It brings totally. it, it lets the community do their thing. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so I don't know if that answers any of your oh, questions. much more. Paul was talking about how this was a. Uh, a fuel state, a petrol station, yep. a fuel grocery, yep. Yep. and pub, mm-hmm. all mm-hmm. in a house and a home, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all under the same roof. So, well, it's still a home, it's still a family <laughs> home. It's, yeah, it's my, I'm only one person, but it's my family. <laughs> I have a daughter, but she's in Galway, so um, it still is a family home. She's not working for Galway Bay Brewing, is she? No, she's not. But okay. actually, um, <laughs> I know some people who've just merged into that, actually. Have you drunk their beer? I had some uh, in Dublin. Okay. Yes. Where did you drink it? Uh, against the Grain Pub. Oh, yeah. Did you like it? I like some of it. Okay, yeah. Some of it I liked a lot. Yeah. Some of it, it wasn't my thing. Okay. Because, uh, Paul, you know, uh, well, you don't know, but James from another brewery has merged. Um, he was James... Oh, what were they called? Oh, I'd have to ask Dinah. Rua, something Rua. Anyway, they have merged with the Galway Bay, and I'm quite excited because it's... It's a small microbrewery merging with another small microbrewery, and it's giving them weight. And they have several pubs. And more so distribution, I would it's guess. It's more distribution, but also it's reaching more people, which helps rise the, the kind of knowledge of our existence. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's... And having pubs, is it means they have an access to the customer, you know. Because uh, a lot of breweries really struggle getting their beer to the end customer. Yes. Uh, I, we don't have the obstacles that you guys do in America. I know there's, there's a lot of obstacles. Here, you you have to wholesale. Uh, so if I produce beer and I didn't have the pub, I'd be wholesaling. I couldn't, um, like, uh, I couldn't sell you uh, a case of beer unless I had a particular license. Whereas I have two licenses, I have a license to brew and I have a license to sell here. 
that has a massive. So any brewery that has the license, the pub license, it's makes okay. So I, I saw a lot of the pubs were were owned by or run by Galloway Bay. So yes. that that's why. So they can have a pub as a yes. presence as well. Yes. And then you're selling your own beer yes. by the pint. Yes. Instead of putting it in restaurants or yes, but they do as well as I think they're doing both. So they have they do some canning. They'd be selling from off licenses, um, and they um, they also have guest beers. They would sell mm-hmm. like any other microbreweries as well. That's the thing I want to do here. Actually, is try and get. Guest, you know, I wouldn't mind selling guest draft beer, you right. know, of independent. Because then you're helping each other, right? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, they, and also, you that's know. a big thing at home. They have uh, a brewery will have a guest a guest tap or yeah. guest two or three taps yeah. if they're a bigger bigger yeah. brewery. Yeah, and then. They're creating collab beers. They're making yeah, beers yeah, together. Yeah, we've done and that. They're yeah. sharing grain and helping yeah. each other where they need to help each other. Yeah, uh, we've actually done that, and that's the that's a massive thing. I, I think um, it's something I don't think I had envisaged. Maybe Paul did, but um, the uh, the community, like it's a massive community. Like you guys are an example. I mean, chatting to you is because you're interested in beer. Mm-hmm. I mean. That's it makes it a, a small and um, kind of just rather nice. We're special you know. people. Yes. <laughs> I, I think I can read between the lines. You're saying we're special people. I appreciate that. <laughs> so yes, you got me. Yes, special, humble people. Yeah. So I had no idea that the community was so. Um, so strong and uh, kind of just very necessary. I'm very much part of the industry, the business. Um, we all see ourselves as co-competitors, and we're competing against the macro breweries as opposed mm. to each other. That's exactly what we heard 15 you know. years ago in San Diego. Of yeah. Our job is to take on Coors and Budweiser, yeah. but we have to do it together. Yes. So is there a Brewers Association or we, Brewers uh, Guild? Yes, um, it's the ICBI, which stands for the Independent Craft Brewers of Ireland. In fact, Jeff, I'd actually recommend check out icbi.ie. That's our official website. You'll see all the members. You'll see a little story about the breweries. You'll see um, where they're placed in the island. So if you are traveling, you can identify them. You can make contact with them. You could even see if any of them export, if they do delivery, if they you know export online. Most people have online shops now, um, and some of them export. Just you know, I'm just oh, saying. I was know. looking for export. Yeah. <laughs> They're yeah, hard to find. yeah. No, I certainly don't export. Um, so you have your team, Paul, Daniel, and yourself. Yeah. What What are some of the highlights of of running this brewery? Um, um, well, there are more. There's a one guy. Uh, so it's myself, Dan, and Pat work in the brewery. Paul is the chief barman, and um, I also have the guest house, so I that element as well. We missed out on you that. We tried. We tried to reserve that. It was oh, did not you? Available. Yeah. Oh, okay. You should have let me know. Um, Next trip. <laughs> we'll, we'll be back. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll you, be back with his whole group of friends. He does the podcast. Oh yeah. Well, oh wow. Yes. They'll, they'll want to come. Okay. Sure. Okay. Well. Be sure to reach out um, directly to me because I can. You I know. will not be shy. I will. Okay. <laughs> As you already noticed, I reached out the first time. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. So the highlights, really, uh, 
it's just the pride in um, actually this part is enjoying this beverage and going, oh my goodness. We made that. We made that. And it's water from Which one here. are you having? Bailborn. The, the golden ale? The golden ale. Oh, just, I haven't had that yet. It's my kind of go-to just after-work beer. I'm like, oh, yes. Mm. Oh, yes. <laughs> Come to mama, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. I'm trying that one next. <laughs> okay, yes. Paul, I think a Bailborn is in order here. Um, so that's the highlight is the pride involved in the, the product and knowing that it comes out of here and knowing its story and the fact that, um, you know, um, it has tremendous, uh, yeah, I just feel tremendous pride. Mm-hmm. That's the highlight. Great. The I, I hope you find pride in what you're doing for your community. You've, you've, you've kind of guided the way of um, how to do a homegrown business but product yeah and yeah well i suppose i do feel proud yeah i do actually yeah and i mean it's kind of i'm chuffed that i have you know i'm in a position to provide employment that makes me feel good yes. as well you know so um so tell me about the the gold nail i'm about to enjoy. so yeah the golden nail this is a yeah mm. I like to think of it as um, it's a very accessible beer. It has uh, an appeal that goes beyond the craft beer drinker. I think um, it, it is very popular. It has just won an award, by the way. I'm not quite sure. If I, I, you know I, that. I'm yeah. holding the award. Yes, right now. there you go. Hold the award. Um, and that uh, that's bringing a lot, Good. lot of pride, oh, actually, as well. So it's a 4.5% beers on golden ale. Yeah. Um, I have a dark mild ale and a And it's a mix of hops. We did used to just have English hops in it. But the twist was when we started adding Cascade, American Cascade. Oh, okay, Cascade hops. And I think, get some of that. Yeah, and the back end. Yeah. And I think that that refreshment is actually has been the key to its success. Because it doesn't have the hot bitterness on the front, but it does on the back. Because mm-hmm. it almost changes flavors mm-hmm. halfway through the, after after you after the sip. Okay. And we don't get a whole lot of cask at home. I'm just blowing through it. I noticed the sign here. That's wonderful. Not. Highly Don't carbonated, like none of our cakes are highly carbonated. Um, it is smooth, um, but yeah, uh, it's just a very accessible beer. I, I see it as. I mean, I'm not very good on the flowery language, Jeffrey, but um, you know. Is this one of your first recipes? No, no. Um, the first one was Cool Dark, the Dark Ale. And it's, you can imagine after 15 years, it has morphed. You know, we have fine-tuned all our beers. So that was first. Then came the Dove, the Porter. Now, we have the barrel-aged one on now. We don't have the, um, the regular one. And third in line was the Golden Ale. That was the third beer that we brewed. Okay. But as I say, it too has morphed. It was just English hops. We were just looking for nice, gentle, um, kind of resinous, you know, pine and stuff like that. Using We were using East Kent Goldings and Fuggles and, you know, very traditional English hops. Um, 
but it was the, the cask and the cascade we only started buying in because we produced an IPA um, or Blue Rose we don't have any on draft I'm afraid we do have some in bottle actually um, and that meant I bought in American hops up to that point we were only buying in English and European hops um, but again yeah I think it's the that's what I'm imagining I'm, I mean I might be wrong but I think that's the appeal it's that lovely clean it's a lovely finish to it it, it is a, a delicious beer I can see why it won an award yeah <laughs> um, Drink this after work. Yes, <laughs> I drink this during work. If I, did, if I had someone else's job, not my job, I'm a school teacher. By, oh, by right. so, so no, not during work, but shortly after. And I'm also enjoying right now the uh, whiskey aged porter. The porter, good, good, barrelates. So, um, which is just the right amount of the of the of the whiskey flavoring coming through, good. just the right amount. Yeah, not good. not over. Sometimes so, it can be more whiskey than beer. Yeah. In the so flavor. it's only three months in the barrel. So we think three months is enough. I mean, you can go on and age your beers for longer in barrels, but just again, like a lot of it loses drinkability. It, though, that's it? what I was about to say. Like a lot of what we're trying to do here is create. Um, a beverage that brings enjoyment, not challenges like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know. I think you just described half of the San Diego IPAs. <laughs> your tongue is stuck to it. the roof of your mouth and you're going, Lord, what a control. Or you feel like you have to win a dare. <laughs> or go for a nap Enjoy. after a half a sip or something. Right. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That makes sense. That that rings very true. Okay. To to our homeland. Okay. All right. Yeah. So, like you know, we we're we're quite conscious in our recipes than being something that you're going to enjoy. You know, and, uh, not that you won't enjoy a more challenging beer, but that it's oh, but it's a different experience. You know? Yeah. It's right. an it's not a pub experience. Yeah. Well, in my opinion, it's not a pub experience yeah. to have to go into like academic mode of each sip yes. and break it down. Yes. That's not a chat with friends enjoy my space and my time yeah. together beer yeah yeah absolutely so, so anyway I have one more to try I have the dark ale so and then I think I've made it through the run and Paul the barman who's been there since a child as his father before him he had a story or two to share of his own the guy it was his brother-in-law and was asking for the drinks and he works uh, in a building game over in England We've done for many, many years. And he said, you know, I know you don't want to give him whiskey, I think. And then he told me the story about Paul P used to drink it. There was a big column in the middle of the pub. And it was this guy whose name completely escapes me, but he was saying that any time he drank whiskey, he went crazy. Completely crazy. He was describing it to me as he's eyes rolling around <laughs> and he said there were there were signs on the wall with a photograph of him like a wanted oh, sign do not give this man <laughs> that's pretty good so uh, sometime in some special occasion he's burnt there or something like that and he was asking could he have whiskey so they said yeah on your condition so they tied him to the column. <laughs> 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 
Oh, oh my god. <laughs> like Odysseus with the sirens. Yeah. Well, he was laughing so much, I just gave him the music. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Daniel Head Brewer shared the unique approach to brewing at West Cary Brewery. And how long have you been brewing here? Uh, I've been here since 2014. Oh, okay. Yeah. And some of the recipes predate you? Yeah, yeah. So the the core recipes predate me. Um, Pretty much everything else uh, I've either had a hand in or I've come up with. Or your concoction. Yeah. All right. Um, Yeah, so so we've we've three core beers that we do. A golden ale, a a dark ale, and a porter. Um, And then we've... Uh, an IPA as well. Uh, that came later. They were talking about your IPA at the place we're staying in Dingle. Oh yeah, yes. what is that? Uh, um, at the old Irish uh, farmhouse, a- Adon. He was talking about your your IPA, but he says he hasn't right. been out for a pint in a while. <laughs> but he said make sure you try the IPA. <laughs> yeah, good. good. Yeah, so we've done a couple of special IPAs, um, so we do a lot of kind of seasonal ones, just to keep it interesting, just rotate them in and out. Um, yeah. Are you using the same yeast strain for all your, your beers? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's our own in-house. Uh, oh, okay. Yeast. Yeah. And is uh, that the same one that's been used for... Since the beginning, yeah. Ah, that's interesting. Since the very beginning. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um... There is another brewery in Dublin that uses it, but that's that's it. How'd you learn to do all that? <laughs> yeah, where was your training? Where did your training come from? My my training in this industry came from here. Okay, you're hired <laughs> in 2014 and started yeah. learning right away. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, yeah, came over from Australia and um, there, was, there was no work for me here, so I had to change industries and yeah, so moved into brewing. Wow. And it's been nine years, so it's been working yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah, it has. And it's probably best to give Adrian the final words. Let me ask so you're from Dublin. But this must be one of the most beautiful places in the world, uh, where you live now, West Kerry and the Dingle Peninsula. Um, tell us a little bit beyond the beer about this community and the, this place. Um, so, what would I say? Um, I think the best thing I could do is really explain why I'm here because why I'm here is how I felt about the community because I moved in. Um, I was studying fine art in Dublin and each summer, this is in the 80s, uh, each summer I would come to Dingle and worked in a restaurant for four months and then I'd go back to Dublin with all my money and go to college and have fun. Um, and when I finished college, I just realized how much I loved Dingletown. And in the late 80s, um, it, in particular, I, what I really noted was it was very cosmopolitan, did lots of different kinds of people. It was a very creative place. There was loads of artists, a very welcoming, tolerant sort of place. You could get some work because as an artist you wouldn't always be able to sell your work and make some so there was a bit of hospitality work available if you wanted so I stayed for those reasons um, when I finished college because I just I thought I'd more here I'd more made more friends here than I did in Dublin and I was very happy to move here and on top of that it's a beautiful place you know and then um, I met Podrick Podrick Brick actually that 
that's a photo of him up there above the coffee machine. Um, he was um, my partner, and I met him in 1991. So I moved in, if you like, for love. Mm-hmm. So there's another reason I'm here. <laughs> so, yeah. So that, um, and what I hadn't realized was in moving here, so this is really in the Gaeltacht. So the peninsula is a Gaeltacht, but in particular, west of Dingle, and certainly as you go west again towards Dunquin, is very Irish speaking. So Podrick was an Irish speaker, all his family Irish speakers, most of the customers coming in who were local Irish speakers. All the schooling is through Irish. My daughter would have. Um, uh, gone to Irish school and studied through Irish. Um, and what I loved as well about here, even though it's only seven miles from Dingle, is um, culturally it was even more rich and proud of its language. Um, even today, now a, a mile up the road is a community centre where they specialise in Irish courses for adults, children, all kinds of ages. They're massively um, popular. Um, and, yeah, so that I really liked. They're, they're kind of, they just love their culture, you know. Well, everything you're brewing, I haven't tried the dark ale yet. Okay. I've been, I, I am personally... An enormous fan of dark ales. Okay. So okay. I, I did want to save that for last. Okay. Well, I'll be very curious <laughs> so, then what you think. Um, yeah. I'm excited to have that, and I'm going to go with a full pint uh, because I have no doubts based on what I've tried earlier. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and thank you so much for, for spending no this time with us no and telling worries. your story. No, no worries. Wow. Thank you. <laughs> you're, doing, you're doing really good things. And not just brewing delicious beer, but for your community. Yeah, good, yeah. good. Yeah, good. as I say, there's a pride, you know, for all of I think all of us have that sense. We all like what we do. You know? I love what I do. You know? um, but yeah, I even made this. So this is one of my sculptures. So you have some art, art displayed here. Yeah, so all the metal work, uh, the mantelpiece is bog, bog wood. I did the part of the mantelpiece there uh, that came from a beach down the road. The big black. That's yes. I carved that. Uh, in fact, that gentleman up there, he dug it out of the beach. Oh, for you. Um, and then you turned it into part of the, the pub. I did. Oh, that's beautiful. Um, so yeah, all the metal work and yeah. My studio is just out the back. Um, all the copper work as well. So yeah. So you get still get to do some of that. Well, can you imagine how much time I have? <laughs> but what's my big dream? Oh yeah, that studio. That's my big dream. the art studio. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we all have a dream, don't we? Yeah. I'm here. <laughs> I, I somehow talked my wife and my daughter into coming. Okay. So. <laughs> I did not take much talking into. No, I think I was the original. No. Best of luck with your dream. Mine's mine's happening right now. Okay, fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah. No. So no worries. That was a pleasure. I'm always really delighted to meet people who are interested in um, brewing and the community element of it as well. So an enormous thank you to Adrian and her team for welcoming me in and sharing so much of their time with me and my wife and my daughter. I I think at some point they're wondering where we're gonna leave. listeners thank you for spending this hour with us remember just a moment to rate us review us wherever you get our podcast check us out on instagram and twitter we'd love to keep drinking but right now 
We got to run. B double E double R U N Beer Run. B double E double R U N Beer Run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N Beer Run.